If you should ask, I just say I'm Yeah, um, wow. First time caller, long time listener. Candle mind and I see red. They're definitely beating the Eagles. Fire and brimstone smoldering in my head. I think Gino's better than the Matthew Stafford, you know? And and that's kind of the company that I would put him in. Well, I don't know about that. Okay, I mean, he was better than him yesterday. Like he was better. He was better than Matthew Stafford, and and missed you know a quarter of the game. Okay, welcome back to Seahawk Fan Talk. After a loss to the Los Angeles Rams, a 16 to 17 point loss, really rough one there. And we're going to do things a little bit differently here on the podcast today. And that is because my beloved co-host, Doc, uh, my friend Richard, is um, on vacation this week. Very well-timed vacation for him. Um, So he's out of the country and unable to join us today. So I am doing a solo pod. Well, actually, I'm inviting other people on here. But I am going to take it away and kind of give you my thoughts here solo. And then we'll we'll bring in some other opinions as well. And just really quick, there's just a couple things I want to talk about. One is we were the better team. Uh, we're better than the Rams, and they yet beat us both. Beat us both times this year. Beat us twice. Um, and the stats show that too. I mean, just uh, their offense put up almost no yards. Uh, the the big score they had in, in the second half was um, was mostly off of penalties. So I, I still feel like we're the better team. And we ended up being underdogs right before the game. The line moved on the game so that Seahawks were plus two and a half. And, um, you know, that, that means Seattle did cover that line. But when you don't have your starting running back in the game and your starting quarterback is out for most of the second half and um, you make some some really dumb play calls and bad penalties and and bad mistakes – and miss a field goal that would have won it. If any of those things had went differently, it would have been a different outcome. But you were the better team, and, and you still lost. So that's really frustrating. The second point is Drew Locke ain't it. Through 10 games, he's he's played twice now, and he was uh, two for six passing uh, for a total of three yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception with a QBR rating, the lowest I've ever seen. Uh, at 1.5, not 105, 1.5 QBR rating. So that's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't think there was anyone that wanted him to play that last drive. And Gino coming back in and, and doing fairly well and getting getting us within field goal range there. Um, yet again, uh, same as last week, um, using, using DK Metcalf there in the critical moments yet again um just just i hope that put that conversation to bed about you know is Locke gonna gonna take this job from gino i i just don't see any way that that's possible gino's the better quarterback um conversation over point number three is you know it's the penalties that really cost us this game and yet the conversation today day after a game like that is all about the offense. What's wrong with our offense? What's wrong with our offense? So I kind of want to just, just say that it, it was penalties we, on both sides of the ball. It wasn't just defense. Um, you know, we gave up over a hundred yards penalties. Um, and that's, you just don't win. You just don't win games that way. Um, 
yeah, penalties, penalties and turnovers. That's just a recipe for disaster. And that that's how, that's how the better team loses is, is turnovers and penalties. And then my fourth point that we haven't talked about enough on this podcast, uh, cause we've been defense and we've been offense focused is the special teams. And, you know, Myers missed a 55 yard field goal attempt to win the game. And I, I, I missed an opportunity to give, um, Jason Myers, a key to the city, an award last week when field goals won the game for us. And um, I was definitely going to this, this game when, if he had made that, that field goal. And then I was thinking about it, you know, I don't care. He missed a game winning field goal and I'm still giving Jason Myers a key to the city. I think our special teams overall deserves a shout out. They've done so much for this team and Jason Myers specifically has been so consistent since the very beginning of the year when he missed one one field goal, um, you know, through last game when he didn't miss any, and then this game where he, you know, had hit three and then missed missed a really long one there. Um, I, I feel bad for him. That would have been a walk off moment for him yet again, and and oh that oh, that really sucks. But uh, we we love Jason Myers, and and by while we're at it, we um, love um, Dixon as well. Um, Dixon's had an incredible year. I wanted to look up the stats, but I didn't get around to it today. He must have one of the top, um, you know, stats for for that position in this league this year. How many times he's pinned people in, inside the 10? How many times he's pinned people inside the 20? It seems like almost every play people are, you know, being downed around the 12, 15-yard line. So that's that's some incredible work there. And and I, I really want to give both those guys a shout-out. So I'll go ahead and do that now. And um, – like I said, no, no doc today, so we're not going to talk about the defense too much. But I will say, you know, Bobby Wagner yet again just having a, a really big impact on this on this team uh, with with ten tackles and um, six of those being solo. So um, really, really love, really love Bobby. What a legend who's still doing it, still leading this team. That'll um, that'll end my solo point here. I'm going to hand it over to a couple of uh, the other Seattle fans, and we're going to have a more of a community style podcast today so okay commander welcome to the show all the way from seattle uh i was about to ask you some questions and i figured i'd start recording before i do how are you uh how are you feeling what's your kind of your take on the game yesterday you have any um hot takes for us i don't i don't know if it's a hot take but uh i i i was fairly disappointed with that that showing i think like we talked about before the game that uh even actually the whole first half i wasn't ever really worried i felt like we were the better team on the field and then uh i just think uh you know there was you know some bad penalties some play calling probably some coaching and all of a sudden we lost the game so uh, if you you had to like pin it on one thing and i know it's it's a combination of all right but yeah, the penalties, you know, that one touchdown drive they had was basically completely made by penalties. And then like I think they, you know, Daryl Henderson ran it in for a couple yards there at the end and punched it in. But, you know, the big the big penalty and then a bunch of small penalties like made them get all the way down into the red zone, basically. Um, so so penalties, I guess, is one thing or like Gino, you, you know, maybe some decision making, maybe some play calling. Um and then injuries, you could blame injuries, right? Oh yeah, a little bit. I, I don't know if I'd go down the injury road. That actually might be the one thing that I was more mad about than anything in that game because uh 
I, I understand he was injured, right? I mean, he was, he, he got, basically he's a bruise, what bruised bicep or something like that. And I'm sure it hurt pretty bad. Uh, but he didn't really, once he got in there, it didn't look like he was affected at all by it. He made some really, he, that last, he did Gino, right? He did Gino right there at the end on the last mm-hmm. drive. He came in and he made a, made a great drive, made some good throws. I mean, I think he missed one there, but uh, that was, it was almost like it was, they, they thought they had that game and they were just trying to make sure that he was, you know, going to be ready for a short week because magically just popping up there, you knew if, I mean, they knew if something was going to be structurally wrong with him, right? Obviously if it's a major injury, you know, he can't play, but it was like, he just, yeah, it was it was very frustrating. I think I don't know if that was a coaching thing. I don't know if that was Gino, but I really felt like uh, we could have used him, like in that game. Though I will be to be fair, he didn't do anything after those first two drives. The first two drives, we had eight of our sixteen first downs, so we had half of our first downs in the first two drives, which basically got you through the first quarter. There was nothing happening in the second and third quarter, and Gino got hurt with 30 seconds left in the third quarter. I think Drew Locke only had, I think he had eight plays. I think he had eight snaps, and that was it. And he didn't look, he didn't look good. Yeah, I don't know that he completed a single pass. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah, the, but the actually, why yeah, he was off yeah, to have more I plays mean, is because he didn't get any first downs. Yeah, sure, but neither did Gino for second and third quarter. I mean, it was we had we had we had nothing going, and so. uh you can look at that and say the defense gave up that drive, but the defense only gave up 17 points. Mm-hmm. If you go into any one of these games and say that you you your defense only gives up 17 points, I think we have a really good chance of winning. I Especially think you made a good point the, a minute ago about that there was like an arrogance or something. Like they, they, they did feel like, yeah, they, they they took the foot off the gas in the second half because they felt like they just, they, they felt like that, you know, they we were the better team. And we were up, you know, whatever it was, 16 to, you know, three or something. And it was. And they weren't doing anything, right? They were doing anything, yeah. And I actually feel like they were trying to protect Gino there because otherwise there's no reason. Uh, Stafford got hurt right after that and he got lit up. I mean, he, I guarantee you he was hurting and he was on the sideline working through that. And he came back in the game. And I'm not saying that Gino should have come back into the game that next play, you know, know, of course not. Locke's got to go in there and they've got to evaluate him. But like. Exactly. The first drive with, with Locke, it made sense because he got a stinger and he was definitely like shaken up or whatever. And so they, they and maybe even this, maybe even the next drive. Right. But then you're like, drive, I think is the question. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, the TV had both of them like on the sidelines acting as if they were going in that final drive too. Um, yeah. And I don't think anyone, like no one in the bar for sure, like wanted it, wanted, wanted lock in the game at that point. You know, I, I kind of feel like we put to bed some of the, some of the back and forth we've had about, you know, lock, but you know, that's part of this franchise has been signaling that way too. They're signaling like, Oh no, we trust lock lock can totally like come in. And this is the second time now that he's come into to games this year and has not looked very good. So I don't know about all of that. I mean, I think some of that's just rhetoric or whatever, but I don't, I, I do not want to see Locke in the game. I was, I mean, and, and then Gino like actually did what he was supposed to do. You know, I know there was a, 
debate around that last very play about, you know, we ran, ran the ball when we could have spiked it and then maybe run another play or something. But the, um, you know, he drove down the field and got us in field goal range. And like, yeah, it was a long field goal. And I, you know, I wish we could have gotten one more shot and gotten another 10 yards, made it up, you know, a 45 yard field goal instead of a 55 yard field goal attempt. But, you know, he did. Meyer makes that. Meyer makes that a lot. Right. I mean, that's. I... And when, when did, um when did Walker get hurt too? Because that's an interesting. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. Uh, yeah. I, I, funny. I didn't really focus on that too much because I, thought Charbonnet was doing basically the same thing that Walker was doing. They yeah. almost run very similarly, right? They just uh, on the radio this morning, Brock and Sock like went went um through the game like possession by possession and talked about like and just broke down that third quarter like play by play. And it was like a couple times like one time they they like got a one of the drives got killed because they got sacked and got behind the sticks and then they had to throw. And then they, they were throwing more like the very first drive in the second half, they threw like three times and were out. Um, and then yeah, sack put them behind the sticks and they didn't, you know, couldn't get the third down. And then um, we did have a running play on a first down that killed a drive and it was Charbonnet got like uh, there, there was a, I think he had a good, you know, good run, but then there was a hold. Yeah. Um, so a penalty kills another drive so it's penalties and then like, yeah, getting behind the sticks for one reason or another, you know, a sack or whatever the case is, you know, um, and, 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 and then of course getting, you know, hurt on that, you know, play, you know, of course it's, it's Darnold breaking. What was that? Our 10th game, 10th game of this. Is that, I mean, like what's, what, come on, man. I mean, I understand that early in the season. I just feel like uh, this has been every game. Right. And I, yeah, I know. Our, so, so I guess you can start blaming like play calling or, or the offensive line again, because you're just go through these stretches where you're just having all these problems or, or Gino's decision-making or accuracy, but it, it doesn't really seem to be that like you, you go through those plays. It's not like, it's not like Gino made a, you know, a horrible error in there or like there were, I didn't even see a pass. that was like, Oh, that should have been picked, but that wasn't or whatever, you know? And, and I have not been the biggest Gino fan. Yeah. I feel like he's sort of middle of the pack as far as NFL starting quarterbacks go. Uh, I feel like he there's a lot of good that he's doing. I feel like there's just situations in each game where there's a little bit of situational awareness that gets lost. Some, you know, things happen maybe a little too fast for him. Uh, he was lucky there wasn't a couple more picks today in the middle of those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, but but I'll tell you, I, I, I was is as much as I wasn't happy with sort of the way they handled that with, with him being injured. And I don't know, I mean, it was a bruise. I, you know, obviously he could have played and he's going to be playing Thursday again. They basically already said that. So mm-hmm. something's going on there, but to be fair, I was happy to see Gino come in on that last drive. As far as like, right. you just knew what locked in look. I actually think he's looked, he looked better the last time he came in. There's a little bit more uh, creativity. He is a little bit, I think he is a little bit more athletic than Gino. This time it looked like he was not ready to, to play. And there was, there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that Locke wouldn't have been able to do anything for us on that last year. Yeah. Round. And, it, you know, so, the thing was like, if we had just gotten some momentum, like if we had just gotten a couple for his downs, like I didn't even need a score out of him, like just scramble and make it interesting or something like yep. roll, roll him out or something. I don't know. You needed a little time management there. Right. Like yeah, in that, in that so fourth bad. Quarter, and then, yeah. and then that, and then just penalties, 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 like in a row on defense. But, 
<clears throat> and, and if you look at the other skill players, you know, we talked about this every week. We have so many skill players. We we have, yeah, you don't, you almost don't notice when Walker gets hurt because you, it kind of feels like you get 90% of it with, with Charbonnet. I so think, that, yeah, I think that, it, that it, did cause some problems because it meant that we stopped running it so much because you don't have someone to rest with. So we yep. stopped running the ball so much and kind of went pass heavy and that's yeah and then and then you're running less play action because of that too and stuff um time goes slower yeah i mean there's yeah, there's all especially when you're in the time league goes slower. Right? Take, yep. you know taking going into that second half uh you get a couple yeah, so, so i mean we have the position players right so then what's going on with their offense it's uh, offense? Look, so yeah play either, calling. Either, like the play calling but yeah it's it um you know, they're talking about on the radio, Mike, um, Brock and Sock, um, Mike was talking about the, the, um, several receivers have, you know, mentioned being like confused or misreading stuff or like, you know, messing up plays and take, they're taking the responsibility on themselves. Right. But then it's like, well, why is this happening? <laughs> you know, and, and the same thing with the penalties on our defense, like why, you know, we know, okay, Pete's not disciplined, things happen or whatever, but why does this keep happening? And now we now it costs us the game, you know. Um, yeah, penalties definitely cost us the game, though. Our offense could have helped us out a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, and then some of the penalties were on offense too. It wasn't all, on yeah, yeah, that's right. Some of those were on offense, and they're giving it, you know, we're killed a couple drives, and, and right? just one of those drives, you know, kick a field goal there, and then you're not never in that situation. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess if there's one thing I pointed to, though, yeah, I guess if there's one thing that I was narrowing it down to, it, it would be um would, would be penalties and yeah, we're just sneaking Richard in. Richard always and... says that we're mid, bro. We're mid. Yeah, we're mid. We're mid. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Yeah, we're mid. All right. Well, I hope I hope that you know uh, he's having fun down there in Brazil. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is. Okay, welcome to the show, my very good friend, Holly. Thank you so much for joining us on today when it's a sad Seattle day for uh, for the loss, but a very Seattle day for the rain that we're experiencing here in D.C. today. Um, you want to introduce yourself and um, maybe your, your pronouns or how you like to identify yourself and then your thoughts on the game? Yeah, um, wow. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, <laughs> my name is Holly. My pronouns are she, her. I think at the end of the game, we, f- I felt like the air was like sucked out of the room we were mm. in. Like it was a painful loss. And at one point, Positive J, God bless, even said, you know, well, all the games that have been tight, we've ended up winning. So maybe this is a good sign. And it wasn't. Um, as we discussed right after the game, first of all, it will always be a kicker girl at heart and am not mad at Jason Myers. I think he's done his job well for the entire season. And while kickers most certainly win games, like teams ultimately have to win games. And if this were to start to become a pattern of his, then I would get frustrated, but I wasn't mad at him. I also, frankly, as we also discussed, thought it was the right call to put Gino back in the game. And I thought the last drive of the game, I frankly had no issues with. I mean, they passed, they ran, and it just sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't I wasn't devastated by the last few plays or the last drive of the game. What I think is a bummer is that. In the first half, 
they were dominating. Then they put in Drew Locke, right? And, you know, I get it. You're a backup QB. You make a bad decision. It's not the end of the world, but that happens. Again, not angry at the last drive, not angry at Jason Myers, not angry at Gino, Mm -hmm. not even angry at Drew Locke. I'm just angry that as a team in the second half, they couldn't get it all together. Yeah, and even before Drew Locke came in, their offense is kind of went dry and and going back and looking at it it's like oh yeah they we kind of did the same thing that we always do or the first couple of drives seem like really well planned out and well executed and then some at some point in the second quarter it just kind of dries up and we we don't do anything for the rest of the game and yeah I, i'm echoing your two points the i uh, myers is not to play for that game. He made three long field goals before that. Uh, I think there was one 45 yarder and two like 50 yarders. So the, the idea that he, you know, missed a 55 yarder for the game, you know, that, that happens. You can expect him to make every single kick. And he has been really good this year, um, including last game. He, he won last game for us with a walk-off field goal. So yeah, definitely not Jason Myers fault. And then everyone in the bar was, you know, echoing exactly what you just said that, like relieved to see Gino come back in because Drew Locke really didn't do anything for us. He threw for three yards on two drives and he threw an interception. So it's, it's like the worst QBR rating I've ever seen. He had a, he had a 1.2 or 1.5 QBR rating. Um, so basically zero, he, he didn't do anything. Um, so yeah. And then, and then Gino did, you know, get us back into field goal range. I think there were some critiques about the one decision to run it at the very end. Right. Maybe, maybe you could have run another or spiked it and then run another play. Um, right. He, he, he made the excuse or said that he didn't hear the play call in his helmet and there was a miscommunication. So he just called the first play that he knows to call, which is a run play, which is interesting that that's like when the pressure's on, that's the, that's the play you go to. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, Gino did what he was supposed to do. He came came back in after kicking a huge hit. Um, I mean, I can't believe he came back in after that game. I thought he was, I thought he was done for the year for a minute. Um, and yeah, drove down the field, scored or put us in put us in scoring range, just like the previous week. You know, and there's been three games that we've come from behind to win, including the Lions game in overtime. So it's not like it's not like Gino can't perform in the fourth quarter or something. It's just it's kind of a perfect storm of penalties, injuries, and like bad luck. Totally. And like, yeah, that's interesting that you say, you know, hmm, okay, so that is their go-to play of running. And I, as many people will point out, it's like what sort of analytics are behind that and is that necessarily the right thing or not? But yeah, I mean, I do think with Walker in the game, it would be different. Um. I also think in the back of everyone's mind was the fact that they have to play again on Thursday. So that's a quick turnaround for someone who's been sacked really hard, you know, or injured in another way. Um, yeah. But again, I can't can't be mad at the, the ending of the game, just mad at the turnout of the game and sad that they can't quite figure out that electric offense that we love. Yeah. Yeah, well, I really think you. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. And um, do you want to give a little shout out for your for your business? I I want to um, support oh, you. And um, you know, we always do a little section on the podcast to talk about DC Outpost. And one of the ideas was to have you come on and, and talk about um, reunion hot yoga. Yeah. And so yeah, you want to give a give a shout out? 
Yeah, I just opened a yoga studio in Parkview in Northwest DC on Georgia Avenue. It's called Reunion Hot Yoga. Um, As you may or may not know, yoga means union in Sanskrit. So it's this idea of a family reunion where at the studio, um, you come back into harmony with yourself, but you also get to be a part of a community. You know, Michael and I both love um, sports and we love bars and we love watching sports and going to bars. But one of my beliefs is that a yoga studio really serves a purpose in um, in communities, you know, to be a place where people with, you know, from different ages and backgrounds and places can all come together um, without drinking or without yelling at a television and still like be in community. And I love both of those things, but I also love um, having a little community of yoga. So if that sounds at all interesting to any of our listeners, um, come check out reunion hot yoga, um, in Parkview. And I am a, I'm a member and a supporter and I've really appreciated how inclusive and uh, welcoming and safe the, the space feels. Um, so yeah, I think you've done a really good job and I'm really happy and really proud of you. So thank you. I really appreciate that. It's also great. You know, if you ever feel stressed out about sports, it's a really good way to <laughs> release some pent up anger. <laughs> I think we need, I think we need to get Richard to join, you know. I think so too. <laughs> oh, right. That was the joke we were making is someone said, I'm glad that Richard's not at this game at the end. And I said, who are we kidding? He wouldn't be here anyways. He would have left would have already. <laughs> yeah. You, the fact that he's not on this, not, not on this episode means we can just roast him the entire time. Yes. So. I'm a yoga teacher, but I'm also a shit talker. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, now you're famous for one more thing before you sign off. Uh, you're you're <laughs> famous for the the reenactment of the the Seahawk. Um, so can can we record it? I'll be really quiet so I can capture this. Absolutely. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you want me to do it a few more times? Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so good all right i'm gonna clip that and just use it at the beginning of every segment <laughs> awesome okay all right well thanks for coming on i appreciate you thanks and for I'm having gonna... me Ta-ka! okay i want to welcome to the show positive jay positive thank you jay we really need feels... you uh, today more than ever so uh what are your thoughts on the game yeah it feels good to be here thanks for for having me back um <clears throat> i mean it was a pretty brutal loss in terms of just what we were expecting and the slate of games we have coming up kind of needed this game but I don't know I personally um I'm a little worried about the upcoming games but we're I think we're going to get a couple sneaky wins out of that because we always do um for whatever reason we play down or up to the competition plan it's always been the case I don't know why, but but the the thing about this game in particular was I thought two things. One, Walker and Gino got injured in the second half, and they were out, so we didn't do anything in the second half. I mean, Charbonnet was fine, but and then Gino came back, even though he probably shouldn't have if he's injured, um, and almost gave us an well, he gave us an opportunity to win, but mm-hmm. you know you can't rely on. Three fifty-plus yard field goals in a game—that's a lot to ask of a kicker. And so I don't blame—I don't blame him at all about that. But um, 
we had the chance to win. And so the injuries were one thing I thought, but I think the number one reason was penalties. And I think it was both us and the refs because there was some stupid calls, but we also had 12 penalties for like 130 yards. So that's the most we've ever given up. So if, if we're going to do that, we're going to lose. The penalties killed us. I mean, they were drive extenders for them and drive killers for us. You know, that's what I told the commander as well. Uh, when I talked to him that, you know, it was both sides of the ball that we had penalties. And and it seems like you're, you're saying it's penalties. So, you know, you are acknowledging the injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, you know, I think me and you were both aggressive predicting 11 wins this year, um, <laughs> you know, and some people were being really aggressive. And I think you were even talking about 12 wins or possibly getting to 12 wins. That feels like it's out the window, you know, and um, Jeff said that he thought a nine wins would be a positive year at this point. Um, so that's pretty negative, but you know, to get to 10 wins, you we're going to have to steal one of these next four games. So you feel like we're going to steal at least one, right? Yeah, and I think I, you know, despite the fact that the 49ers looked like world beaters, they had a run where they were three weeks where they looked like crap, and they mm-hmm. lost them all. And mm-hmm. the Seahawks play against the 49ers. It's always a battle. doesn't matter who's the best team or who's the worst team. They're going to show up for one of those, well, both of those games, and then I think they're going to sneak out one of them. And then they're definitely beating the Eagles because the Eagles are – at this point, hosting, they don't need to win anything, right? They're already like two or three games ahead of everybody else in the whole league. Two games over. It. I'm going to cut that and put it as a highlight in the beginning of the pod. I am. Positive, Jay, Positive <laughs> Jay says that we're going to definitely beat the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at that game. And Oh, nice. It'll, yeah. So, but for whatever reason, we also kind of have the, the Dallas Cowboys number two. Like, I've gone to Dallas and when we beat them like 13 to 12. So, <laughs> so it's like uh, we can play these teams. Uh, so you're just predicting a sweep. We're just going to win the next four. And... No, I'm not doing that. I'm saying two, but I two think of the four. All, of, all of them have merits on which ones. It could be any of the four, so I'm not going to say which. But I think one of them is against the 49 I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Well, and I'll be at the the 49ers game on on Thursday with the commander sitting in your seats. So thank you very much for those. And I'm looking forward to looking forward to that. Yeah, I was also saying that I've had a lot of positivity this year because the Seahawks have been doing well, um, you know, until, you know, this last game. I would say six and three was was about as best as you could expect. Um, seven and three is what I expected now, but that didn't happen. But then also because of the, I just want to give a shout out to the University of Washington Huskies for going That's 11 good. and 0 for the first time since 91 when they won the national championship. So maybe that's, uh, Maybe we're on on that path. We'll see. Yeah, and I enjoyed watching the the game with you uh, at at Red Bear on on Saturday, and they, they, they kind of play pretty similar to the Seahawks, where they're yeah. nail biters down here, barely beating bad teams. But um, well, well, Oregon State's a pretty good team. But yeah. well, the 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 Huskies have played to the nail biters, but they've been playing good teams. Like the last three have been ranked teams, and none right. of them have been blowouts. 
Yeah, and style I, points count in the uh in in college football where in the NFL, you know, we a win's a win. That's what we keep saying. And Richard might disagree with that, but yeah, a win's a win. For sure. And and no pun intended, I want to steal your thunder. Bring back the Sonics. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Michael. All right. See you later. Ta-ka!